Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Hi, and thanks for joining me today. I'm Cheryl Butler, and you're listening to the Mighty Mommy's Quick and Dirty Tips podcast, which will help make your life as a parent a little bit easier and a lot more fun. Welcome. Today's episode is number 520, How to Talk to Your Kids About Race, because we as parents can really play an instrumental part in teaching our children to be accepting of all people, no matter what their skin color. Today, I have a dynamic guest joining me to help bridge the race gap, and I know you're going to love meeting her. We'll be chatting with her soon. I'm also excited to let you know that here at QDT, we now have Google Voicemail. I love this because now you, my listeners, can reach out and leave me a message. Let me know what you're loving or what topics you want me to cover. You can leave me a voicemail at 401 2847575 and your message could be played in a future podcast that's 401-284-7575 give me a call i'd love to hear from you february really is quite a busy month for being the shortest month on the calendar there are many holidays and important causes that we focus on this month and one of the most important i believe is african american history month particularly for families raising kids. Today, I am so excited and honored to have a very special guest join me on the Mighty Mommy podcast, a remarkable author, Brittany Cooper. Brittany Cooper is a professor of women's and gender studies and Africana studies at Rutgers University. She co-founded the Crunk Collective, and her work has appeared in the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Los Angeles Times, Ebony, and The Root among many, many others. In 2017, she was named to the Root 100 list and in 2018 to the Essence Woke 100 list. You can pick up her latest book, Eloquent Rage, and read more of her writing in the upcoming book, Queen Bay, a celebration of the power and creativity of Beyonce Knowles Carter, both available wherever books are sold on March 5th. Brittany, welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. We're heading into the end of this very busy little month of February, and one of the highlights and focuses right now is African American History Month. The Mighty Mommy listeners love to connect with me and ask all kinds of parenting questions, and one that they reach out about a lot is being able to raise open-minded kids who are accepting and excited to embrace all kinds of cultures, races, and experiences. 
But even in the 21st century, where diversity is such a part of our lives, it still isn't always that easy. So let me lead into our first question. What is a good age to introduce children to ethnicity and race differences? They're being introduced uh, really early, depending on who your children are. They're already beginning to sense some differences. And so if your children are very verbal at ages three or four, um, then I think that you can really begin then. I'm reminded of a conversation that I had with a, a white high school classmate who is also a professor now. Some years ago, an article came out and there was research about how we should talk to our children about race. And, you know, he had been very worried about how to introduce these matters to his daughter. And so I posted that article and he and I had an online conversation. And then that evening uh, they began talking about it and she was four. And so I think that our children are observant much earlier than we give them credit for. And so we have to begin these conversations as early as possible. Great. What are some examples of how we can explain the differences to our kids? Yeah. So my friend who did this was really my example. And here's why I think what he did mattered. Um, First, what the research says is that kids are imbibing lots of ideas about racial difference because they're watching TV and they're looking at the news and they're observing their parents' interactions and they're observing the world around them. So if you don't talk to them about race, the default that they will take in is whatever stereotypes and terrible things they're seeing in the world. So you want to talk to them about it because you want to help them create a cultural narrative that is more in line with your belief system. So the way that my friend began to talk to his daughter is that he asked her when she came home from uh, preschool to describe her different friends at school. And she had a multiracial group of friends. And so he said, well, you know, tell me about, you know, like, So he said, so your friend, let's say Todd, is brown, has brown skin. And tell me what you like about Todd and why are y'all friends? And what do you, you know, isn't Todd's brown skin so pretty? And so, you know, there was a way to sort of begin to instill a positive set of values about different skin tones and to have his daughter to begin to think about what she liked about the different friends that she had across racial identifications And so talking to her in an age appropriate way and not saying this person is black and this person is white, but saying, you know, see their differences, see the different colors of skin and different cultural things about them and recognize that that's a part of who they are. And let's appreciate that. And let's appreciate it because these are people that you like and it's okay to like them. And so I thought that it was a really brilliant approach. It seemed to work really well. And it was his investment as a white parent in raising an anti-racist child. That is awesome. Well, on that topic, and I love how he introduced that to his child about, well, what do you like about so-and-so? That's great. So what about things parents should not say? Because sometimes what they shouldn't say is just as important as what they should say. Sure. I mean, look, I think that, you know, making sure what what I what I think about children who are very young is that they're observing your behavior. So make sure that when you're if you're riding through a neighborhood that has lots of people of color, that you don't automatically lock the doors. Make sure if you're commenting on people of color that you don't describe them in terms of stereotypes. So you don't say problematic things about their hair. You don't sort of think about them as being loud. You don't, for instance, refer to them as ghetto or as less than in some way. But mostly the the stereotypes that I think children pick up on the most are that people of color, particularly Black folks, and in this uh, political moment, Muslim folks or folks who wear the hijab are often perceived to be dangerous. And so making sure that you're not communicating ideas of danger 
And so that you're very respectful anytime you're engaging with people and that you're requiring your, your, your kids, your children to be respectful is a way to just instill in them that we treat everybody with dignity and respect. And, you know, in the same way that we treat our children not to stare at folks who have disabilities because we want to treat them with dignity and respect. We do the same with every other kind of difference. Don't stare at people. Don't act as though folks are different. Just, you know, respect them. They're people going about their lives. That's so important. And a lot of times I know with my own kids, because I have eight kids and actually my brother is married to an African-American woman. So we have a whole new part of culture in our family, which is just wonderful. But for kids that maybe aren't just not used to being exposed to different cultures and such, what about the slurs? There are just some awful words and and slurs, not just about African-Americans, but Mm. certainly lots of other cultures as well. Mm -hmm. What what do you, how do you tell a a young kid, um, you know, what what is the best advice to get them off track about that negativity and to to spin it to something that's uh, more positive? Right. You know, look, I think that we have to say to kids, words actually can hurt people. So, you know, it's, it might be a good opportunity to say, you know, when I was a kid, we said sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never <laughs> hurt me, right? This rhyme yeah. we used to say, and then say, you know, but, but that actually isn't true. Words really do harm. And there are some words that really hurt people's feelings uh, because they are, you know, because there are some groups of people in our society that haven't always been treated so kindly. Uh, because of, you know, the wrong things that we believe about people when we don't know them or understand them. And so we don't want to use words against Jewish people, right? Against Latino people, against African-Americans, against immigrant people, right? That would make them feel like they are different or they don't belong. And so we need to talk with our kids about it as a way of belonging. So always, so look, some of the work we're doing is just inspiring our kids to be empathetic. So if you begin a conversation with them about talking about, are there moments when you feel left out? What is, did someone, has someone ever called you something that you really didn't like and it made you feel bad? Well, this group of words also makes other people feel that way. And we don't want to make other people ever feel that way, right? Because making them feel that way is wrong. And so giving kids the context for empathizing and also just letting them know, just like we let them know with curse words, that there are some words that are off limits. Never say them. They are bad. I think that that gives them a base. If you have children who are a bit older and who are asking questions like, which is a question I get a lot when I work with young people. Well, why do African-Americans use the N word in their music? And I think, you know, if it's such a bad word, and I think we just need to tell kids that, Part of what it means to be part of these different uh, racial groups is that that it's complicated and that people are trying to figure out the way to refer to themselves on their own terms. And it's not our job to tell other people what they can call themselves. It, it's our job to make sure that we engage with language in ways that we believe in. And so we don't believe that we have been told that these words are not good. We shouldn't use them. And so we're not going to use them. And how other people use them is their business and their prerogative, and it's not up for us to sort of tell them what to do. That's the, the best I think we can do, depending on the age range of your of your kids, right? And, you know, as they are more advanced, then you can begin to complicate the conversation for them. So if they have more questions, then you can say, well, sometimes people feel like if a thing has been done to them that's harmful, they want to take the power out of it so it doesn't hurt so bad. So that's what they're doing. But the point is that the word hurts. And so 
we don't want to hurt them on the front end and then maybe they won't feel compelled to like have to always be taking the power out of hurtful things all the time. So that's the more sophisticated level of the conversation. Cause I know some folks have very sophisticated children who are not okay with really simple answers. Like you can't, because I said so. <laughs> so <laughs> you know yeah. what, Brittany, that is the best explanation of that whole scenario that I've ever heard. Because you, when you just po- pointed out about like today's music, the rap music and such, and the N word, and my kids have asked me that because that word is is just it's absolutely not going to happen. But then they see um, kids that are are saying this in your in your own race, and you've just said that beautifully. Thank you so much for yeah. that. Yeah. If you're on a GLP one, you're probably loving the results. But how do you feel? All of those side effects can take a toll. So now what? Get to GNC. We'll help with solutions to address those side effects and keep you going on your journey. GNC. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain, or that you won't get a sunburn, or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. Two more things quickly. Um, How about spouses? If partners don't agree on race is there something you can recommend to our families that are listening if there's that type of a a situation that's causing a rift in the house yeah you know look let me tell you by way of a story so in my book eloquent rage i tell this story about a little girl in my class when i was eight who was my friend and she was having a birthday party she was white i'm black and she came around to my desk one day and she said i can't invite you to my party because my daddy doesn't like black people. It was devastating. But what I remember most <laughs> very in a very funny way is that later in the year for black history month, we put on the Rosa Parks play. Like I played Rosa Parks. Well, she asked to play Martin Luther King, this little white girl who couldn't invite me home. <laughs> and what I love is that her mom came to the Martin Luther King play. <laughs> now the hard part when I look back on it is that we put brown makeup on her, but we didn't know any better, uh, you know? <laughs> and so we put brown makeup on her today. We would not do that. Um, and But her mom came and supported her. And so it let me know that there was a bit of a rift. Um, so I think that, you know, I think spouses have to have real conversations and maybe create a baseline where what what spouses have to be able to agree on is that we want to raise respectful children and we want to raise children who do as little harm as possible. And so what we don't want to do is make kids a pawn in our particular battles. And so if we model respect, if we model care, if we model not doing harm, then it gives children a baseline for building the kind of relationships they want to build rather than catching them up in a battle about what is right and what is wrong. And so I think if we tell children, think about whether or not using this term or this phrase will do harm to people. Will it? 
Well, even if you think you should be able to, simply because we can always choose to not hurt people, let's choose to not hurt people. And hopefully spouses agree on that base level of understanding. And I know that it's it's much harder, but I also think engaging kids in a conversation because sometimes I like to imagine that my my friend from elementary school, that her own set of commitments in that moment, that maybe they helped her dad to shift, you know, that if we let our kids sort of be who they are, then they're part of the family and they're part of the family dynamic. And so allow their opinions and their experiences to also help parents to grow, because certainly you know, just like I, as a teacher, learn from my students, parents also learn from their children. So. Oh, well, that is going to take me into the very last thought that I have for, for today's conversation. Yeah. Uh, being that it's African-American History Month, yeah. what would you what would be maybe a, one or two key takeaways that you'd like families across America and all over the world to absorb and think about this month? Yes. Um, look, essentially this, that we can do better on race. We can have more honest conversations. We don't have to keep harming each other because we're so afraid of screwing up. So, you know, if you are a white person, give your children black dolls to play with, you know, expose them to black cultural experiences, watch other kinds of shows. You know, Netflix has been wonderful for that because it has a multitude of different kind of cultural shows. So, you know, just expose them to the richness of their own heritage and let them know that the reason that they should support and celebrate Black History Month um, is because Black history is all of our history. American history is Black history, just like it's Latino history and it's white history. It's all of these different kinds of histories. And so we're all enriched when we when we know a little bit more about our history and who's who who the pioneers in our communities are are. Um, And so this doesn't have to become a high pressure situation. It just becomes a way for you to, you know, to expansively educate your children. And I also want to put, take a little bit of pressure off parents. I want them to to raise anti-racist kids for sure. But what I ultimately want parents to know is that if you model every day that you're okay with living in a multicultural world, that you understand that there are power dynamics that are terrible and that whenever you can, you want to stand up and try to be on the right side of things. Those lessons are powerful for kids. You don't have to beat them over the head with it all the time. You just have to model for them in all of these, in the way that you move through your life, that them having a multicultural orientation to the world where they see everybody as being valuable matters. And I believe that all parents can do that. My mom did it. She had white friends. They would come over to the house. You know, I had white friends as a kid. And so I I grew up in a world where I was exposed to all different kinds of kids and had the freedom to sort of figure out what worked for me in terms of my relationships. And I think every parent can do that. And I think it's a low stakes way to sort of begin to raise anti-racist children. Brittany, thank you so much. You have given us so many wonderful nuggets to hang on to and chew and to just savor. I can't wait to listen to this again myself. Uh, Thanks for your time. And we are very excited about your uh, new book that's coming out. Can you tell me uh, the title of that, when that's going to be released? Um, So my book, Eloquent Rage, will be released on paperback, in paperback on March the 5th. Excellent. Thanks so much for joining us. And I will be back with another podcast for the Mighty Mommy fans next week. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks again to my special guest, Brittany Cooper, for sharing her heartfelt insight and pure wisdom on this delicate subject of race. She's offered some great ways for all of us to make race a non-issue as we continue to celebrate African-American History Month. Enjoy all the teachable moments ahead. And as always, 
Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, happy parenting. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain or that you won't get a sunburn or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide.